Hey guys, GBC Podcast number 40. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. So another day, Shane, another day of non... What is it? NTI. NTI. Non-traditional instruction. Non-instructional tradition. I just got it (laughs) totally backwards. Uh, So, you know, there's moms and dads at home today uh, with their their kids. Maybe they're not going to listen to the podcast particularly today because everyone's super busy, but maybe next week when we're not snowed in or iced in. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. I was on the way out the door this morning and and Marshall went with Hannah to school. So he'd just do his NTI there because she's teaching from, from the school today. And um, he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to work. And he said, you're going to work? You don't have NTI. (laughs) I said, said, yeah. I said, "Uh, I think my truck can make it through the rain. And he goes, of course it can. He He said, it's a snow truck. It's like, a snow it's truck. A snow tr- I don't oh know what happened. He was so. Our kids were so wild last night here uh, before things got started. I was <laughs> yeah. like, are they? Sh- are they going to kick us out? No. Marshall was so cute in his Christmas pajamas. Yep. It's He's a good idea. The spirit alive. Okay, so I thought that we should do blind faith part two, Shane, mm-hmm. based on some of the feedback that I got, but also based on my own Bible study. And it's like, it's so crazy. It's it's not like I'm not in the Bible before we do these podcasts. Yeah. But then after we did the podcast, there was all these golden nuggets. And I thought, I can't move on from this without sharing some of the stuff that yeah. I read and then shared with you. Yeah. So here we are doing blind faith again. No. Um, I know that Hannah had talked about the five-year journal, mm-hmm. which it seems like everyone thought that was a really cool idea. Good Lord, even if it's a one-year journal, just writing down how God has been faithful to us. Mm-hmm. But the other part that I learned, and I'm sure you're going to be like, yeah, you idiot, I told you, but is to focus on the character of God when when you're in that waiting period or when you're like, how the heck do I step out in faith? Mm-hmm. To focus on the character of God. And I don't Consider think... Well, you did say that, consider his ways, but like the, I guess the character, like what's the character of God? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll look up the scripture that I was going to share with you if you, unless you want to jump in. No. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's always a good thing because God's character and that's, that's essentially what he's, um, what he is making in us. But I think an easy way to think about this instead of like, you know, trying to, you know, trying to find any kind of specific passage that speaks to all the character of God, because we wouldn't be able to find that, right? But we could flip through Psalms, and we could flip through um, Proverbs, and we could flip through, um, you know, we, we could we could look more intently in um, in some of the historical stuff, like you know, First and Second Samuel, and First and Second Kings, and those kinds of things. And you will find nuggets even in there um, that speak to God's character and that show what God's character is. All that to say, but yeah. if you really want to know, mm-hmm. like if you want an easy way to see it, I want an easy way. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> duh. Jesus. Jesus. Um, I mean, seriously though, that's 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 it. Like you look at Jesus, and if you you see it in Jesus, you um yeah uh, you know you, you know it of him. Like pay attention to his attitude, pay attention to his action. Um, I mean that is God in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, but I always think it's easiest to see it in in Jesus. Yeah. And and, ter- and it, you see it correctly in Jesus, not not uh, it doesn't get misinterpreted. No. And here's here's and what I mean by that. It's very simple. That's um, Sermon on the Mount. Uh huh. So I'm preaching through the Sermon on the Mount right now. This Sunday we'll finish up chapter five, and it will be the last of six times when Jesus says, you've heard that it was said, but I tell you. And most of what Jesus is speaking of when he says, you've heard that it was said, is not a lie. Like when he says, you've heard that it was said, do not murder. Well, that's not a lie. Jesus said, God said, do not murder. Mm-hmm. He says, but I tell you, um, if you have hatred in your heart towards your brother, 
it's the same as. So Jesus is reinterpreting for them what it really means, like the attitude behind that 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 activity, which again it speaks to character, right? Mm-hmm. So he's reinterpreting for them what they have misinterpreted for so long. Um, and I, I think that's why that's why I say if you really want to see it and you want to see it easily, you look at Jesus. Um, and you see the fullness of it. You see what it was meant to be. You see what, um, like g- even God's intention behind it. Mm-hmm. Cause, and, and I think that's what he's saying. You know, you've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who lusts after, and he actually says any man who lusts after a woman. So, you know, we, he's getting very specific there. Um, but it has a broad implication. But again, he's reinterpreting mm-hmm. because he was living in a world and a system where they had taken, don't commit adultery. And like, okay, well, how far can I go? Right, yes, I mean, how, we're how, human. Yeah, what's it, what's it, you know, what can I do but mm-hmm. not actually commit adultery? Do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, no, I mean, that's a really good example. Um, very simple and straightforward. And where did I read, Shane? It was either in the Bible or in one of my Bible studies that Jesus is the radiance of God. And I like put, I like circled radiance and I thought, what is, wow. Um, Maybe it's in one of my Bible studies. Maybe it's not in the Bible. It may, oh, well, I mean, I, it could be in one of maybe maybe like Hebrews. It would be my, oh, my first thought. Um, well, when when you were talking about Jesus, I was like, yes, the radiance of God. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, sorry about that. No, uh, talking about G, um, God's character um, in Psalm one hundred three, I just sort of like highlighted some of the words like He forgives, He mm-hmm, heals, He mm-hmm. redeems, He satisfies. Um, he's righteous and he's compassionate. I mean, mm-hmm. that's focusing on his character sure. in a very simple, yeah. like layman's terms way. I don't know about you. I think you're a lot better than memorizing scripture. Um, and I know, I know that's important. I'm not trying to say that it's not, but if you're just sitting here trying to think about like God's character in a couple of different words, you could break apart mm-hmm. some of the Psalm 103 pretty easily yeah. and be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm reminded that this is who I'm talking about here. Yeah. Like, how could I not walk out on blind faith if, if he's do, he is all these things? Absolutely. Well, um, I, one of the things that just came to mind when you were reading that, um, that's, a, I think, maybe an easy passage to remember, um, is uh, Paul says, and these three things remained, faith, hope, and love. Oh, and yeah. the greatest of these is love. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, thinking about the character of God, he is faithful. He is always faithful. Mm-hmm. He is faithful when we're not faithful, right? Um, his faithfulness doesn't depend on our faithfulness at all. He is faithful. That's who he is. Um, but he is also love, right? Yeah. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. Mm-hmm. Love keeps no record of wrongs. See? It always protects. Go. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Um, love never fails. So, you know, Paul, speaking of love there, that's from First First um, Corinthians Chapter 13, I'm pretty sure. But he's speaking about love there, and, and it's always quoted at weddings. Yeah, it is. Right? Um, and so I usually use it at weddings, too. I don't always use it, but I'll, I'll use it at a lot of weddings to, to make a point that this isn't about um, you know whoever's marrying who. It's, it's not about the man's love for the woman or the woman's love for the man. That's not it at all. This is God's love for us. This is what God's love looks like. Now, our calling as his, as his followers, right, those who belong to God, is to mirror that love. Mirror the love. Yeah, it's to show that love. It's to, it's to love that way. Hmm. But, it's, but it's at its core, at its essence, it's not the love that people have for other people. It's the love that God have for, has for us that we are called to have mm-hmm. for people, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. And I was going to also add in the Thanksgiving. 
you know, just being thankful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to remember like what God's character, mm-hmm. um, but just being thankful, you know, even today, someone said in Bible study, I forget who it was last night, they were thankful for the rain and everyone like dropped their pens. They were like, mm-mm. <laughs> you know, but she's like, I think it was Angie. She yeah. said, you know, we have to, and I personally love the rain. I'm yeah. not today because school's canceled and I'm kind of mad about it, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I, I personally do like the rain, but Angie was thankful for the rain. And, um, I think even <laughs> something as simple as having an NTI day, like, yay, we get family time, mm-hmm. all of us, mm-hmm. you know? So, so the five year journal, great idea. Let us consider, yeah. obviously, that's yeah. scripturally based, um, focusing on the character of God and just thanksgiving alone, just constantly mm-hmm. being thankful even when you're kind of mad about it. <laughs> okay, so um, you know I love Priscilla. Yep. You, you know I do. I think we should be friends. But she, in her uh, One in a Million, she has a book and a, um, what's it called? Bible, Bible study. study. So here, I just want to share some of the things that she said about blind faith and walking in the Spirit. She said, we can't just decide what we want God to do, act on it, and then get frustrated when He doesn't respond to us as we would like. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my, A A to the men. You know, I'm like, how many times do we do that? Mm -hmm. She says, instead, we must wait to hear God's voice, weigh what we think we hear against Scripture, and then follow God's leading. This process is called walking in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So Shane, I say this a lot like people that are just more spiritually mature than others they have like a specific language that they use and they say that a lot like step out in faith walk in the spirit but and that's fine I mean that's great like you're more spiritually mature but for those of us that are a little bit what's the word like we need to we we I need a blueprint yeah do you know what I'm saying yeah something to follow I thought that was great I highlighted it I put a little sticky note on it I was like there that's what that's what it is yeah that's that and that's good stuff too I think that's that's uh something I feel like I talk about um maybe it comes up in bible study more than it comes up in messages um or just maybe in in, you know personal conversations with people but that's something I think about or talk about I feel like a lot this whole idea of a lot of times we we make our plans and then we hope God gets on board yeah are you you with me (laughs) right like we're our focus is on us and then we hope um that God is good with it and that he will help us out when we can't do it anymore. Yep. Instead of us being a part of his plan, which mm-hmm. is what Priscilla Schreier is absolutely talking about there, um, the focus shifts, right? The eyes shift, the heart shifts. Um, and I was, I, I wanted to share this. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it ahead of time by any means, but. Um, I love it when you do that. Colossians uh, chapter three. So um, the Bible study that I lead on on Wednesday nights, we're, we're walking through the book of Colossians and it's going a lot slower. I, it was supposed to be four weeks and, um, you know, we're four weeks into it and not even halfway done <laughs> with it. Awesome. It's it's going slow. But listen to this though. This is I think is good and it speaks to that very thing. So Colossians chapter three, this is verse one. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So that's the first part of this, and there's there's so much more. The next part is put to death whatever belongs to your sinful nature, your earth, earthly that, nature. Yeah. It goes into all that, and, is, and there's this. Um, last night I described it as a compliment sandwich. You know how you pay a person a compliment, and oh, but here's the thing that's here's the problem, or here's what you need to work on. But then you follow it up with a compliment. It's kind of like that, um, except for it's like this is 
This is what you're called to do. This is who you are. Um, this is where you ought to set your minds. Now, here's what you don't need to be doing. Stop doing this kind of stuff. And then he'll come back to it and says, and then instead of set your minds, he says, clothe yourselves, right? Clothe yourselves. You talk about, you talk about this in the, in the um, context of character earlier. Uh, this is verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, mm. kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with one another. Forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, I left out a lot. I left out verses 5 all the way through verse 11, and that was put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, the sexual immorality, the impurity, the lust, the evil desires, the greed, the lying, um, the ways you once uh, walked. Like he, he talks about all of that in, in there. And one of the things that I talked about last night was on this idea of set your hearts and your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Like that's how you walk away from the put to death, that, or that's how you accomplish the put to death. Um, I, the point, the that's point good. that I was making was this: like, it requires something. Put to death is an activity. You have to do that. Set your mind. That's activity. Set your heart on things above. That's activity. It's it's something that's required of us. It's something that's that that we have to do. But the emphasis to bring this back around, the emphasis is where my heart is set, and it's heavenward. I guess I, maybe I can say it better this way: I'm always setting my heart on minds on things here. No, you're not. But it's like a verb. Like you, it's like something. It's an actual, action, action, absolutely. Yeah, action you, verb. you do it. <clears throat> but no, I think, like I, I, I told the guys in the men's ministry last night, I said I'd use this, and I know it's a superficial example, but it, it was a for real example a couple weeks ago in a message about a minivan and a Bronco. And I said, you know, I want a Ford Bronco. Oh, wow. um, Who doesn't? Yeah, the exactly. new ones are cool. Broncos are the awesome. The old ones are cool. <laughs> and, and I even made the point that I said, I think I'm just not over having to get rid of my Jeep. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike my truck. I love it. It's a great truck. But the Bronco is built on a Ford F-150 frame, which means the back seat is the same size as the back seat of my truck, which means I can get three cars seats in that back seat so i want a bronco um and I, I don't know i think they're probably jacking the prices up now but at one time like you could buy a brand new bronco like less than a year ago if you had the order in for about what my used pickup truck is worth anyways i digress um <laughs> hannah um and so i was like i'm gonna throw hannah under the bus too i was like because she wants a minivan and um our friend justin at at um um, at Toyota, he was like, Hey, got a van for you. So got one in, it's in the price range that, you, that you're looking for. It's in great, you know, great shape, you know, you buy ahead of this car. So, um, I was like, all right. And I got excited about it and was ready to push through it. And I, was, I told Hannah, and she's like, let me see it. And she's like, Oh yeah. Um, long, that's a whole nother story about how she finally came around to wanting a minivan. But anyway, right. so I'm we're surprised. all excited. I was like, well, I'll call USAA, which is who our insurance is through. It's you know if you're if you're in the military or, or connected to the military, you can go through USA and it's it's it, they they got great rates and usually no one can beat their loan rates and no one can beat their insurance rates. So I call USA. I'm like, hey, um, see if I can get a, approved for a loan, which I wasn't expecting not to, um, and we did. And um, so I'm looking at the numbers and I'm crunching the numbers and I and, and I tell Hannah like, all right, well here's how much it's going to cost, which is significantly more than what we're paying now because it's a newer van, and. Um, and she's like, well, you know, I'd like to have this. And we're going kind of back, back and forth. And we're like, well, let's sleep on it. So we sleep on it. We get up the next morning. And she's like, well, what do you think? I was like, I don't, I mean, what do you think? I was like, here's the thing. I said, 
if we go the rest of this year, your car will be paid off before the end of the year. Um, and I said, and that's just a lot more money to put towards something else later. Mm-hmm. I said, but we're in the middle of a building a house and we're adding an extra bedroom and really we're buying two full bedrooms worth of like furniture and stuff yeah. because Bailey's going to get her own room right. and Pat needs his own room. Right now they're sharing room and it's cribs, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is going to take away all of our extra spending money, you know, to put it on this van. She's like, well, whatever you decide. So I get in the truck and I'm on my way to church. I'm sorry. I know this is a long story, but I'm, on my, way to, story. I'm on, on my way to the church and, um, it dawns on me that I haven't even talked to God about this. Haven't I mean, considered see, it at all. This is why I love it. It's because it makes you human. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't considered it at all. Mm-hmm. Now, to one degree, I'm, I got to confess, I don't know if God cares, right? Like, <laughs> That's Kyle's attitude. You know? He's like, come on, Corny. Yeah, maybe he cares more about this decision than like, you know, do I buy the red truck or the white truck or the blue? You know, I don't think there's some things I really do think that God doesn't doesn't even care about. Mm -hmm. But Jesus did say, seek me first. Right. And I didn't. And I hadn't. And so I started praying and I said, God, I, you know, I'm going to trust you in this. It just, it has dawned on me that I haven't sought you in it. So... I don't even think you care. Like, I, that's, that's, this is my conversation with the Lord. God, I don't even think you care about this. So I guess that's why I haven't even talked to you about it. Yeah. But I know I need to, and I know I should. I said, because I'm on the fence. And what I heard clearly, and I called Hannah right after this, was um, it's not wrong. It's just not wise. Oh, I just got goosebumps. That's and that's and like I, right then and there when you were praying. That's what while you, I was praying. That's well, what it hit me. I, I can tell you the street that I was on. Um, it's not wrong. It's just not wise. And then I and then like I, I sat in silence. You were like, <laughs> you know, okay. like I, I, I wasn't praying anymore. I was now I'm just processing. Well, yeah. Um, it's not wrong. It's just not wise because it's not wrong. We could we could quote afford it. You know, if you can afford something that you're paying money down on, paying a loan on. So we can afford the loan, I guess, you know, from that perspective. We can make the numbers work, but it's just not wise. Mm -hmm. And the wise part, when I called her, I was like, she goes, um, I said, I hadn't prayed about it. I just prayed about it. Here's the thing. And she goes, that's pretty clear to me. That's the answer. So I'll just keep driving what I'm driving. Yeah. And um, that's when we started talking about the house stuff. I was like, well, it probably isn't wise. I mean, if we're going to buy this, I mean, that's a lot of money going out, and we've only got so much of it, just yep. like everybody else. And so, totally. you know, to get this, that's that's one thing, but something else is going to have to give for a little while, um, for a long while, <laughs> with this with this new car payment. So, so anyways, it's it's that whole. My heart was not set on things above. Mm-hmm. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Your life is now found in him. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Mm-hmm. I was just considering an earthly thing. It's a, great, it's a great story, and it's a great, it's just such a great example. And you always say, just keep looking up. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep your focus on God. You you say it in a much better way than I just did. Um, but it's it's a good example of kind of how you live your life. Like, you're going to tell me that, but then <laughs> yeah. you yourself. I mean, you, you may have caught yourself in the moment like, oh, my gosh, I haven't even said anything to God. But then you did, and you got a, a very good advice 
from the Almighty. So I think that's awesome. Let, can let me throw something else in? If Absolutely. You, uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know no, I took no. up a lot of time with that. I but. love that story. And again, I think it makes you human because I'm always the one being like, Shane, I can't even put anything in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this other Bible study is called Truth Filled. And if um, mm -hmm. you, Hannah knows about it, because this is what she taught yeah. a couple weeks ago. Well, I think it's like November. So I'm a little behind because I always do other ones by myself, but it's really good. It's by Ruth Chow Simmons. Yes. This is what she says. Um, she says, to rehearse God's faithfulness. I like the word rehearse. To rehearse, yeah. So, and I like when you pointed out to consider last week. Mm -hmm. To rehearse God's faithfulness instead of our fears. To praise Him instead of pout. I love that. <laughs> to humble yourself as a child who trusts in her father instead of herself. Um, I like the first two better. I think they were easier to remember. So I'll just say them real fast again. To rehearse God's faithfulness instead of our fears mm -hmm. and to praise him instead of pout. And then down here, she also said, we fix our eyes on how his purposes are to accomplish what we cannot do for ourselves. And I'm like, I'm going to memorize that. That's so good. You know, say, we, we mm -hmm. fix our eyes on how his purposes mm -hmm. are to accomplish what we cannot. You know, we, we depend right. on him yep. to do it. So I thought that, that that's all I have. That those are the things that I felt like were, I would just be remiss if I did not share them. I love it. Sorry, I'm reaching for a book. Yeah, We're doing this course. in my office instead of the little room that we do this in. When, so, uh, Which one? The rehearse God's faithfulness. The second one. To praise him instead of pout. Uh, oh, the ones we yeah. fix our eyes? That we one? fix our eyes, yeah. Okay, we fix our eyes on how his purposes are to accomplish what we cannot do for ourselves. I think I copied yeah, that what down, we right? cannot. That's, I thought that was good. Um, so Oswald Chambers. Did I bring this up last week? Did I talk about Oswald Chambers last week? I feel like you may have. Um, or maybe you and I had just were, were talking about him. Um, uh, anyways, it's... Um, so this this week, like I like to, to 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 read this. I like to read what somebody else has has written or preached on um, a topic. And so this week, I'm preaching on love your enemies, the last part from chapter five. Um, and so Oswald Chambers, you know, who's writing, you know, right after the Civil War. So that's 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 kind of the, the you know the timeline. Um, he writes this good word, and it's along the lines of what God cannot. So he says um, it takes a long time to get to get to the full force of the Lord's statements. I say to you, love your enemies. An easy thing to do when you have no enemies. An impossible thing to do when you have. Mm -hmm. Bless those who curse you. Easy when no one is cursing you, but impossible when someone is. Ugh. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you. It seems easy to do all this when we have no enemies, when no one is cursing or persecuting us. But if we have an enemy who slanders and annoys and systematically vexes us, and we read Jesus Christ's statement, I say to you, love your enemies, how are we going to do it unless Jesus Christ can remake us within? His teaching is the biggest mockery human ears have ever listened to. Talk about the Sermon on the Mount being an ideal. Why it rends one with despair, the very thing Jesus means it to do. For when we realize that we cannot love our enemies, we cannot bless those who curse us, we cannot come anywhere near the standard revealed in the Sermon on the Mount, then we are in a condition to receive from God the disposition that will enable us to love our enemies, to pray for those who spitefully use us, to do good to those who hate us. That's so good. There's a couple good things. The remake part, which I don't know where you were, but it, uh, to me it Christ, sounded like... How are we going to do it unless Jesus Christ can remake us within? I love the word remake. Yeah. Um, and then the very last sentence, can you just read that again? Uh, then we are in a condition to receive from God receive. The, the disposition that will enable us to love our enemies. Yeah, receive 
the disposition that's so good so what so what made me think of that was that whole thing that you know when we when we acknowledge that that god is able to accomplish what we cannot mm -hmm. um and that's that's so much i mean oswald chambers he talks about this quite a bit through uh, through this book but that whole idea of the sermon on the mount ought to drive us to dis despair so that we realize oh, i can't do this I, so that, I can't do this. So that only, can. that's right, so that only Christ can in us. We have to have him. Yeah, okay, remake us from within and then to receive the disposition to love our enemies. Yeah. I think in so many words it yeah, was. I I'm sorry, you just put the no, book no, away. Right. I just to, receive the, um, to receive from God the disposition that will enable us to love our enemies. Enable, that will enable. I love that. Okay, and that book is called one more time. <laughs> it's called Studies in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. It's just I mean it's a short little book and it's it's you know. I'll put it in the from show a notes. Of course he was teaching. I'll put all of these in the show notes because if if you're like me at all and you need a blueprint, I feel like we've really fleshed it out. If uh, anyone sure. was curious about blind faith, they are no longer curious, Shane. That's hey, uh, hold on. I got to say one more thing. Maybe they um, are. I just I just saw this in Oswald <laughs> uh, Oswald Chambers because we you know started off talking about character, mm -hmm. Christian character mm. is not expressed by doing good, but by God, um, but by God likeness. Mm. Christian character is not expressed by doing good, but by God likeness. It's not sufficient to do good to do the right thing. We must have our goodness stamped by the image and the superscription of God. It is supernatural all through. The secret of the Christian life is that the supernatural is made natural by the grace of God. We should just have good? a read aloud. Is you start good? from the beginning and we'll just read. That's what the next 10 podcasts are going to be. We're going to read that book aloud. No, I'm kidding. But maybe we all should get a copy because that's oh, really good. good. I, I mean, see that you've it. highlighted um, almost every... <laughs> it's like I might every... as well just highlight the whole thing. But I mean, I love, I so love that so much <laughs> to see that you've taken so many notes. Well, hopefully we've given you some wisdom. Uh, we've given you something to consider. Haha. Mm -hmm. -ha. um, <laughs> and to rehearse in your mind when you're sitting here going like, okay. How do I step out into faith, and how you know how do I walk by the Spirit? Well, now you know. Set your heart, set your mind on things above. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody. All right, bye. Be safe in the ice. <laughs> <laughs>